Welcome to the Cuban Genealogy Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you research your Cuban ancestry. Cuban history is just so rich and so fascinating. By collecting family stories and furthering your research, you just might make some new discoveries for you to share with your own family. We hope you find this podcast informative, helpful, and yes, entertaining. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Brian Toscobello. Welcome to Podcast 104. In this podcast, we're discussing Taino ancestry, one of the Native American groups that inhabited the Caribbean area, and then an introduction of how to use DNA testing for your Cuban family research. But first, it's news time. Here's some express news we'd like to share. The Cuban Genealogy Podcast was mentioned on the Genealogy Gems Podcast, most recent podcast. Genealogy Gems is hosted by Lisa Louise Cook. Her podcasts are informative and so useful. She covers so many family history topics, and she's actually the one who inspired us to start the Cuban Genealogy Podcast. You can follow Genealogy Gems on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you download your podcast. And Cemetery Record News. More and more cemetery records are going online at findagrave.com. La Salud is at 200. It was at three records earlier this year. We also have photographers documenting San Antonio and Bejucal. And here's a quick message we got from Bill on Facebook. Hey Brian, I wanted to thank you. Amongst the more than 1,500 tombs you documented in Cologne Cemetery, one of them was the brother of my great-great-grandmother. Thank you, Bill. That's what this project is all about. It's about collaboration. It's about getting these records online. It is so important to have a digital record for us to look these, this information up uh, online. We also have a free Cuban genealogy presentation coming up on January 12, 2019. This is at the Secaucus Library in Secaucus, New Jersey. It's at 11 a.m. and it's free. And there's Roots Tech in February in Salt Lake City. The Cuban Genealogy Podcast will be there to report live and keep you updated on genealogy research if you're unable to attend this year. I went last year and I learned so much from the workshops. There's a large expo there where you can explore DNA companies, family history societies. They even have genealogy gift booths there. To help you with your research even further, we're planning a few interesting podcast projects. One, how to join or start a Cuban surname study. Two, a one-sheet reference sheet for beginners. And three, the ongoing cemetery and parish records projects. 2019 will be another exciting year for Cuban genealogy. And for fun and historical reference, we're going to start a monthly book club and a quarterly newsletter that you can download for free from digitalcuba.org. And we will also start with some famous celebrity family trees starting in the next podcast where we will dive into the Bacardi family and focus on some of their French ancestry. And now on to the podcast. Just a brief note, I am not a Taino expert, but I do find the history fascinating. And according to 23andMe, I also have 4% Native American DNA ancestry categorized under Cuba. So that makes this very personal to me, and I was very excited to research this topic. So in this podcast, we will discuss the Taino, in the Cuban area, and the second half of the podcast, we will cover an introduction to Cuban DNA in general.
In October, I went to New York City to visit the Smithsonian Museum, which is located in the Financial District near Battery Park. Here's a description of the Taino exhibit from the website. Over the past 30 years, a diverse Taino movement has taken form. The movement challenges the prevalent belief that native peoples became extinct shortly after European colonization in the Greater Antilles. It is spurring a regeneration of indigenous identity within the racially mixed and culturally blended societies of Cuba, the Dominican Republic, and Puerto Rico, as well as other areas of the Caribbean. In this exhibition, visitors will explore the rural roots of the Taino movement and find information about the legacy of native peoples throughout the Spanish-speaking Caribbean islands and their U.S. diasporas. One thing I noticed at first was the term that archaeologists use to describe the Taino people, Chican Ostinoid. The Taino inhabited most of the Caribbean area, including eastern Cuba, Puerto Rico, and Hispaniola. The reference time period is 800 to 1500 AD. The exhibit goes on to explain other peoples that also coexisted with the Taino population, related and possibly quite distinct. Native peoples coexisted with the Chican Austinoids throughout the regional islands. Linguistically, the diverse Arawak-speaking peoples and their descendants are grouped together as Taino. The Kalingo, Lakono, Wayu, and Garifuna are all linguistically related to the Taino. See, I can barely even linguistically, linguistically describe linguistic. Since there aren't any Taino written histories, archaeologists study the Chican Austinoids by studying their material culture. That means pottery, layouts of their dwellings, burial layouts, agricultural systems, and other physical traces that the Taino left behind. Can you tell I like saying Chican Austinoids? Just to recap, the Taino people inhabited the eastern and central part of Cuba, with no notable presence in the Havana area. The Siboné were the dominant group in that western part of the island. I was also surprised that there are active Taino heritage groups. Most notable was the UCTP, United Confederation of Taino People. There's also the Taino Nation of the Antilles in the New York area. In Cuba, there's also a group called Grupo Caiguero. Even if you don't have any Native American DNA show up in your DNA profile, it is still interesting to know who was living in the Caribbean prior to the arrival of the Europeans. Plus, some of your relatives may have some Taino or Native American DNA show up in their DNA test. For more information, you can visit the Smithsonian website URL found in the show notes. The Taino exhibit runs through October 2019, so there's still just about a year left for you to go up to New York and visit that exhibit. As I mentioned earlier, my 23andMe test results show about 4% Native American ancestry through Cuba. According to their research, my Native American ancestor lived in Cuba within the past 200 years. And what a great way to segue from Taino, DNA ancestry, into general DNA testing for Cuban family history research. And welcome to part two. In part two, we are going to discuss what to expect from a DNA test and how it can help you with your Cuban ancestry research. I know some of you are researching all the way back to Spain. I'm not quite ready to focus on Spain yet, but last week I did make my first Spain DNA connection and it did make me think, you know, maybe I can work from both ends to link myself to the past. 
Um, and it is certainly fun to know that I have living cousins in Spain. Okay, enough about me. Drum roll, please. The main DNA tests are Ancestry.com, 23andMe, Family Tree DNA, MyHeritageDNA, and Living DNA. So, which one should you choose? Well, I did all of them, and here's why. I have so many missing branches on my tree that I wanted to cast the widest net possible. I have found them all interesting and helpful to locate my ancestors and many close and distant cousins. Uh, I focused on Ancestry.com and 23andMe. Family Tree DNA has a great assortment of Y-DNA. Y-DNA can only be analyzed using male saliva samples. So, um, since I am in need of researching my father's side the most, I purchased the Y-37 kit. There's Y-37, Y-67, Y-111, and Y-500. Family Tree DNA recommends to start with the Y37. Those other Y tests are more detailed, and you can research those further on FamilyTreeDNA.com. When it gets to my personal research, I'm stuck at my grandfather, so I don't really need to go back 100 generations, 50 generations. I need help going back literally three generations on one of my branches. Now, on to the two big testing companies. Ancestry.com being the largest DNA testing company, in the world, followed by 23andMe, which is also known for having great genetic health reports. And if you watch television at all, I'm sure you've seen the Ancestry.com commercials that come on about every 30 seconds. I would recommend starting with Ancestry.com and then upload your DNA file to GEDmatch.com. GEDmatch.com is great for taking two DNA tests and comparing them directly or comparing them to a wide variety of people that have tested on other websites. You can also upload MyHeritage and FTDNA, Family Tree DNA directly. If you upload 23andMe, you have to upload using their generic options. GEDmatch can also do one-on-one -on -one comparisons of two DNA kits or compare your DNA to all of their subscribers. Just think how exciting it will be to find your genetic cousins and possibly help you figure out some mysteries in your Cuban ancestry in your family tree that I have. So, finding cousins to fill in the missing links as your tree is my main goal. It will change your entire approach once you start to explore how you are related to other researchers and where your family trees overlap. GEDmatch is your best bet for, lo for locating these genetic cousins. You upload your DNA file to GEDmatch.com. It's free. It will calculate your DNA to others and show you in centimorgans. Uh, centimorgan is the unit of measure for analyzing genetic code or DNA. I also recommend joining the Cuban Genetics and Photos Facebook page and the Cuba ADN Facebook page. Those are both linked in the notes as well. You'll find these face group users are very friendly and very helpful. I just made a new cousin connection last night on Facebook just by sharing my GEDmatch kit number. And with GEDmatch, you need to revisit the site every now and then. There are people uploading their DNA data on a daily basis. Um, also want to talk about Y-DNA. Family Tree DNA seems to do this one the best. Y-DNA tests can only be done by males. It's the Y chromosome. It's the gen genetic material passed down from fathers to their sons. The Y-DNA is also useful for surname studies. This is very helpful if you have a rare Cuban or Spanish last name. You can search for... A surname study on your last name, and if there isn't one, then you can certainly 
start one on your own. I'm going to start two new surname groups for my family, the Bello and the Abreu. So there's different surname repositories kind of all over the place on the internet. So we're going to try and bring that together in a future podcast to make it easier for us all to do research on our surnames. I just joined the family tree DNA Hernandez group, and I will keep you posted on any success I have. I once I have time to get kind of focused on that. Um, how many times have you come across a surname in your research or a person in your research, and you know that there's a family connection, but you can't prove it yet? So. That's a good way to start doing your own surname study on your own on an Excel spreadsheet. Make sure you document where you found that information for future reference. There's also haplogroups. Haplogroups, I like to think of this as your ancient mother and your ancient father, or your genetic Adam and your genetic Eve. My haplogroup is T-M70, which can be linked through the Mideast, which isn't surprising. My father's Cuban. Cuba was a colony of Spain, and Spain had Moorish history for over 700 years, so it's not surprising to me that TM70 is my haplogroup. According to 23andMe, this is not a common haplogroup. This links me back to male ancestor about 30,000 years ago. I think it's not a common haplogroup because not a lot of Cuban, Latin, Spanish-speaking people have done their DNA tests, so I think once that gap broadens, I think you start to see that haplogroup numbers show up more often. Any Y-DNA test that goes back hundreds and hundreds of years ago is not going to be helpful to me. It's not going to be helpful for a surname study at this point. So where do you start? It's holiday season as of the recording of this podcast, and I think just about all the genetic testing companies have DNA tests on sale right now. One thing to note is that giving DNA tests as a gift is very popular. These companies seem to take a little longer in January and February to get through those test results to get those back to you. So please be patient. If you're already on GEDmatch, remember to refresh your kit numbers in January and February to see all those new cousin matches. In a future podcast, we will present actual case studies of how researchers have used these DNA tests to solve Cuban family mysteries, and I hope to be one of those success stories myself. Well, that's all for this podcast. Thank you for listening, and please join us next time for French ancestry and your Cuban family tree. I had so much fun researching French migration to Cuba, so please download that next and, of course, all future Cuban Genealogy podcast. The Cuban Genealogy Book Club selection for the next podcast is Bacardi and the Long Fight for Cuba by Tom Jelton. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Brian Toscobello.